Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Sometimes when my children do something wrong, they hurt their brother, they don't handle a situation properly, they feel badly about it. They wish they didn't do it that way, but they don't come right out and say sorry. They don't tell their siblings sorry. They don't say sorry to mom or dad. They kind of just hold it within. They kind of sulk a little bit and they, they feel badly. They feel ashamed. They might even go hide and <laughs> they may go to their room, go lay in their bed. And sometimes we have to work with them to, to let them know it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes and we still love you. And all you need to do is just, just say sorry and, and we can start anew. We love you. And I think the same is true with us as adult children of God, that our heavenly father has to work with us. Cause sometimes we do things where we don't treat our spouse the way we should. And we don't treat the children the way we should a friend. And we sin against God sometimes. And sometimes we just hold it inside. Jesus wants us to be liberated from that burden. He wants us to experience his love, his mercy. All we have to do is come out and say, sorry, and what we want to do is get to that I'm sorry as quick as possible. We want to fall on our knees or at least fall on the knees in our heart spiritually and just say sorry to God, say sorry to our spouse, say sorry to our kids, say sorry to that friend to experience his mercy. Well, one thing that's wonderful in our Catholic faith is that in the mass, every time we go to mass, we have this wonderful opportunity to have a profound encounter with God's loving, liberating mercy. Every time we say that prayer, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. And I want to unpack the biblical background and the profound spiritual experience we can have in this prayer if we understand what it's really all about. Well, welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. We're going to talk about mercy today. Uh, but I want to just mention to you, you know, it's been fun to be here in 2021, the start of a new year, a fresh start, which we all needed after 2020. And for me, it's been fun just in the last month, uh, planning pilgrimages again, pilgrimages to Rome and to the Holy Land and to Poland. And uh, it's been a great joy. You know, I spent most of 2020 canceling pilgrimages due to the situation, but it's looking like in the, the pilgrimage industry that things are looking looking more promising. So I have some trips planned to Rome and to the Holy Land in the summer. I also have some trips planned in the fall as well. So if you are interested, you're, you're, you're tired of just being here and not being able to travel like you used to, and uh, you've been longing to go on a pilgrimage either to Rome or to the Holy Land or to Poland, uh, you can reach out to me on my website. Go to edwardsri.com, edwardsri.com, and I can send you uh, information about those trips. So again, on my website. You can go to edwards3.com, edwardsri.com to the pilgrimage page, and you can email me from that page and we'll send you details uh, about that and future trips as well. But back to this theme of mercy. You know, I think sometimes we think of mercy, especially in the mass when we say it three times, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. We can kind of think of it as, you know, kind of like, uh, I would use, use this example, like that kid's game, Mercy. Did you ever play that kid's game called Mercy where, you know, two two boys maybe put their hands together, they join hands and it's like a tournament of strength and they try to overpower the other person's hand, you know, until their wrist is almost hyperextended. And the only way the game ends is if one of the kids cries out, Mercy! <laughs> and, and, and then they're, they're finally liberated and they get their wrist back. Well, we could sometimes think that's what Mercy's about with God. You know, like we're wretched sinners. We've done all these horrible things and we're rotten to the core and we just have to cry out to God, mercy, don't send me to hell. <laughs> you know, well, th that's not a biblical understanding of mercy. 
One of the beautiful words to describe mercy in scripture is the Hebrew word hesed, which describes uh, mercy in the sense of covenant, steadfast love. Uh, it, it, it depicts a, a, an unconditional love. It describes God's love for the people of Israel in the Old Testament, that even though they weren't perfect, and many times they were very sinful and idolatrous and worshiping other gods even, God nevertheless has this steadfast love, this unconditional love for his people. He remains faithful to them, even when they are not faithful to him. He loves them. All they need to do is turn back to him. And he's standing there with his arms open wide, ready to welcome them. That's the love of the father. That's the, the biblical understanding of hesed. It's, it's this covenant steadfast love. That's real mercy. And I think that's what we want to look at when we're thinking about our own lives. You know, that uh, God sees more than just the facts of our sins. He doesn't see that you had that bad thought today, that angry thought, that selfish thought, <laughs> that lustful thought. He, he doesn't just see the facts of our sins. He sees those things, but he also sees our hearts. So I have seen times when my kids maybe do something wrong and they feel badly about it, but they do actually go and say sorry. You know, maybe they take their sibling's toy or maybe they were unkind and said something mean, but they could tell that they hurt their sibling. And, and so they will go back sometimes and say, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And they give their little sibling a hug. And as a father, when I notice that, I see more than just the fact that they said something wrong or they took their little brother's toy or they, they treated their sibling poorly. I, I, I noticed that legal fact there was something wrong that happened in their relationship, but I also saw their heart. I saw that the, the child felt badly about what they had done. They had a truly contrite heart and were, they were trying to set things right. And they'll go and say sorry to their sibling as a father. When that happens, I rejoice. I rejoice. I see more than just the fact of their sin. I see their contrite heart. And our Heavenly Father looks at us the same way. Our Heavenly Father sees that when we, when we do something wrong, and, and we do many things wrong every day, right? <laughs> but if He sees that we're quick to be sorry, He rejoices in that, right? I mean, as a dad, you know, my I make mistakes, my kids make mistakes, but when I see that they own their mistakes, I see that they they love their sibling, they love mom, and and they feel bad that they sh they that they shouldn't have talked that way <laughs> to mom. I, I had something like that happen just today. One of my kids kind of you know were, had a little rough tone in their conversation with me, and then a minute later came back and just said, "Hey, dad, sorry, I shouldn't have said it like that." I rejoice in that. Yes. This child shouldn't have spoken to me the way that they did, <laughs> um, but I rejoice in the fact that they, they caught it. They noticed that something was off and they felt badly about it and they wanted to set things right. Our Heavenly Father looks at us the same way, that when we do things that are wrong, but we, feel, uh, we express sorrow, we have a true contrite heart, a truly contrite heart, then, then he rejoices in that. You know, this is a point St. John Paul II once made about the, uh, the story of the prodigal son. You know, the prodigal son sees himself and he sees the, his actions in their full truth. He sees everything that, the, that, the, that he's done and he feels badly about it. And as a result of this, he, he says sorry and he goes back to the father and he wants to set things right. But the father sees the good that has 
been achieved in the son. This is what John Paul II once said, reflecting on the story of the prodigal son. He said, the father sees so clearly the good which has been achieved thanks to the mysterious radiation of truth and love that is going on in the son's heart. The father sees the son has come back. Yes, the, the son did horrific things, but, but he's come back. And, and the father delights in that good, that so much so that John Paul II says, he seems to forget all the evil which the son had committed. That's what happens. You know, many of the saints write about this, that when we're truly sorry, that it's as, almost as if the father forgets all the sins that we committed. Uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, for example, says, it's as if the sins we commit in time are not remembered in eternity. <laughs> you know, when we're truly sorry and we're reconciled with God. So going back to the mass, we go back to this beautiful prayer in the mass, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Don't think of it as like you're begging God, oh God, don't crush me. <laughs> you know, don't send me into hell or, you know, don't, don't let me stay in purgatory so long. Don't think of it like that. Think of his mercy as the most profound expression of his love his unconditional love for us. And we're entrusting ourselves to that love. All we need to do is quickly in our hearts, remember our sins and just, just tell the Lord we're sorry. And we trust that he will see not just the fact of our sin, but he sees our contrite heart and we entrust ourselves to him. And we start anew, just like the prodigal son did with the father and the father rejoiced in the son. Well, that's one thing that we can do. That's one uh, and probably the most important uh, encounter we have with God's mercy. But I want to share with you two other things that are not often talked about. Two other things we can do at the Lord have mercy prayer that are so powerful, but I, you rarely hear people talk about this when it comes to this prayer, Lord have mercy in the liturgy. Uh, first of all, did you know that you can also turn to God's mercy with all of your needs in this prayer? You know, in the Bible, there are many people that go to Jesus and they cry out with these words, have mercy on us, have mercy on me. Uh, I think about Matthew chapter nine, verse 27, the two blind men come to Jesus and they say, son of David, have mercy on us. Now, Surely sin is a part of that, but they're talking about particularly their, their suffering as blind men and probably the resulting poverty and the shame and being outcasts and just all the suffering that they're going through. And I think that's what we can do in the Lord have mercy prayer as well. We can entrust our sufferings, our fears, our uncertainties, our own spiritual blindness, our weaknesses our many wounds, our, our repeated sins, our addictions, whatever it is, we can come to Jesus like those blind men and say, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And entrust our various sufferings and pains and fears and hardships in life. That's another beautiful thing we can do in this prayer, the Lord, have mercy prayer in the liturgy. But there's a third thing we can do. And I think this one speaks to many of us who have loved ones that are going through great suffering. We have loved ones who maybe are away from the church, loved ones who don't know Jesus, loved ones who are suffering with various illnesses or uh, trials in life. We can entrust those we love to Christ's mercy in this prayer. Did you know that? In the Lord have mercy prayer. Again, I, I don't know if many people give much thought to this prayer, but it's so powerful. You know, in the Bible, that's what people do. In Matthew 15, verse 22, there's a mother who has a daughter that's going through tremendous suffering, a, 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 a daughter that's been plagued by demons. And the mother goes to Jesus and says, have mercy on me, Lord. 
my daughter is possessed by a demon. There's a story in Matthew chapter 17, verse 15, about a father uh, who has a son that's going through great physical suffering. Then the father approaches Jesus and says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and, and suffers terribly. And so it's not just our own sins that we can bring to Jesus in the Lord have mercy prayer, but biblically, when people go to Jesus and cry out for his mercy, they also go to him with their needs and they go to him interceding for others and their needs. So we can think about our own sufferings, but like this mother and like this father, we can also pray for people we love. We can say, I pray for my friend who's suffering with great, great illness I, I pray for my friend who was just diagnosed with cancer. I pray for, for my son who left the church. I pray for my daughter who's lost in life and very unhappy. Lord, have mercy. This is, these are all the things we can bring to God in the liturgy, especially in this little prayer. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let's approach Jesus like those blind men. Let's approach Jesus like this mother and father. Let's approach Jesus like the many sinners throughout the 2,000 years of Christian history who have approached Jesus with confidence, with trust in his covenant steadfast love that he wants to forgive us. He just wants to remove whatever obstacle is keeping us from union with him. All we have to do is say, sorry, Lord, have mercy. Let's, let's approach Jesus with our needs and our sufferings that we're facing in life. Let's approach Jesus with confidence, uh, presenting to him the needs of those we love. So the next time you go to mass, think about this little prayer. It only lasts for just a few seconds, but maybe before you go to mass, you can think about those you love. You can think about the sufferings in your life, but you can also think about your own sins. And we don't even have to wait for the liturgy to entrust all of these petitions to the Lord. We can do it in a privacy of our own home. We could do it in an adoration chapel. We could do it while we're driving. We could do it the next time you hurt your spouse quickly in your heart, say sorry to God, and then tell your spouse, sorry. The next time maybe you were too short with your kids or you didn't give your kids enough attention. You were too busy and distracted on your phone or something. Just quickly say, I'm sorry to God. And then tell your, your son, your daughter, I'm sorry. The next time you, you're, you're a little short, a little uh, unkind to somebody at work, you're too selfish with somebody in, in your community, just, just tell the Lord you're sorry quickly and go to that person and say sorry. You can always go to God with confidence in his mercy, confidence that he sees not just your little mistake or your big sin or your failure, whatever it is, he also sees your heart. And that's the most important thing that, he, that we all will make mistakes because we're fallen. All we have to do is turn to him. That's what he's longing for us to do. Turn to him in confidence in his mercy. Thanks so much for listening to this show. And uh, once again, if you want to hear more about the pilgrimages, uh, check out my website and reach out to me on there at edwards3.com, edwardsri.com. Go to the pilgrimage page and you can contact me there and we'll send you all the details about pilgrimages in the next year uh, that I have for Rome. I have pilgrimages to the Holy Land and pilgrimages to Poland. You can learn more about those there. Thanks for listening and God bless. <music>